welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are starting a new franchise as we're reviewing the Ocean 11, 12, 13, and 8? Or 9? 8. 8. The Oceans. I'm just going to call them the Oceans. We have the Atlantic, we have the Pacific, we have the Michigan one, and... Hey, before you Canada. go on, uh, can, can we call ourselves the Beach Boys? Well, we're for, for oh, we'll record. be surfing. We'll be surfing. Because <laughs> oh, oceans. Oh. I get it. I got it. You know? <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm back. <laughs> He's back. Like It's like he never left, Keith. <laughs> As one Richard here picked these movies. So I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with the man that picked these movies. One Ricky Marcelli. I'm so broken from Keith already bro- breaking me with his goddamn terrible puns that I've got nothing. And the man that has returned after just a couple week hiatus won Keith Swatland. I think the, the fake movie experts deserve to know what was really going on out there. And I, I have to say it was a success. I stopped the steal. I did it. Thank- the the Schumacher steal? Yeah, I am in possession currently of the Schumacher cut. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember? So when are you the, releasing it? Do you remember? Oh, I'm not. Do you remember <laughs> the um the Wu Tang? So guy? then, how do we know you have it? Do you remember when uh, that 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 marks that whatever Scully that like Pharma Bro guy bought the Wu Tang Clan album? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm that's me, but with Schumacher cut. But you said you were going to steal it to release it so we could all see it. Yeah, that was a ruse. But you played me. Congratulations. I started the steal. (laughs) (laughs) You are the steal. (laughs) Your magic man's Keith himself. Yeah. Anyways, um, that wasn't a bit. But if it was a bit, it's done now. (laughs) (laughs) So we're done stealing. We've already, you know, we've already, it's only been uh four other movies and we've it's only been a month and you're like yeah we're done here yeah we're gonna move on to a new thing i think the, the schumacher bit was good for quarter one i think we're, yep. we're heading we're heading into the summer season so we can come up with something else now all right pretty easy we'll probably buy and buy social media yeah i don't know we got we got used lube or i don't know promo code. Used lube. tons yeah. of used lube <laughs> yeah. it's being produced every day when you go to <laughs> use lube.com yep type in uh Promo code Mark Marin. Yeah, you'll get you'll get a free uh, one month supply. Man, you're just like fucking railing these off at the beginning of this podcast. I know I'm gonna have nothing. <laughs> You've been really like pent up from your two weeks off, huh? I know it was. It's like I, I was edging. And we it's say two r- weeks, but by movie magic, he only missed a podcast. Yeah, monster top key. That's right. I don't even know what date it is right now. <laughs> and, and you shouldn't. But what we, you don't know what you, what date is, but you know what movie we're doing. So we, we're going to be talking about Ocean's Eleven. That was fucking beautiful. Thank you. Uh, came he, out he December. He's getting better at those. <laughs> I try. I really do. Uh, Ocean's Eleven came out on December 7th of 2001 with a runtime of one hour and 56 minutes. Directed by Steven Soderbergh, who directed all. Oceans, besides the newest one, uh, 11, 12, 13. He also did 1998's Out of Sight with J-Lo and George Clooney. Uh, 2000's Aaron Brockovich. Uh, two th- another no- 2000 Traffic 
2009's The Informant with Matt Damon. 2012 Magic Mike and the more most current Magic Mike. He directed that's being Magic right Mike. What a weird turn of events that is. His he's got that like disease movie out too. Contagion. Uh, yeah, Contagion. Ah, oh, that movie's great, but yeah. really fucks your mind. Yeah. God, Magic and Mike. Kind of what we live with. It had been if it had been even a slightly deadlier virus. Yeah, I preferred the I preferred the Dustin Hoffman Morgan Freeman outbreak analogy to this outbreak. current state that we're in. <laughs> That's a damn outbreak, well, I dare tell you what. <laughs> yeah, it was a damn Didn't that outbreak. have the monkey from Friends yes. in it? Oh, a monkey. <laughs> I don't know if it's from Friends or not. No, the but... monkey from Outbreak is in Friends. They talk about it in the movie. That's a plot twist. Or in the show. Oh. I don't. I don't. I've never watched Friends in my life, so I wouldn't. Can't tell you if I uh, knew it or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Schumacher cut guy. That's that's yeah, my favorite are. thing to watch. I don't know who, well about Friends, but I do know the cast of this movie, and it was star studded. George Clooney, the cast. Uh, Clooney, Brad Pitt, Bernie Mac, Casey Affleck, Andy Garcia, Julia Roberts, Elliot Gold, Scott Kahn, Eddie Jameson. Uncredited Don Cheadle. I'll tell you why in a second. Carl Reinald and Matt Damon. Matt Damon didn't even get credited in this movie? No, no, he did. Don Cheadle didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask why did Cheadle not get credited in this movie? I was confused. I'm like, he was like a major part of this movie. Uh, it's because Cheadle thought at the time that he was a bigger star than he was. And he wanted to be on that same like Clooney, Roberts, Pitt, Cheadle. But <laughs> he they didn't they like nah you good so he had a fit so they basically uncredited him until the future movies when he is actually on the poster with the other ones i can't wait to find out if he does that dumb fuck accent he did he does in the other movies i'll just tell you that now he does (laughs) he he, i (laughs) he wanted to do halle berry it and then have it change as the movies went on However, the, the agents are like, no, you got to keep that dummy, <laughs> uh, dumb accent in the, all of the rest of the movies. Soderbergh's just giggling like, no, you're keeping that shit. Yeah, you're keeping <laughs> it, buddy. It's like that. Was it a family guy joke or something where they had some actor go practice an accent in a mirror for 30 seconds and just say, got it? <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. No, you're forgetting about the other five uncredited cameos that were in I, this movie. I, I got them right here. Holly Marie Combs, Topher Grace, Joshua Jackson, Barry Watson, and Shane West. All the stars the of the B-rate actors. Or like at the time, CW almost, or WB. Uh, they're all part of the you know TV shows. I and uh, But yeah, they're, they're star studded, star super studded. Um, but let's get into the plot. So uh, Rick, I guess you get to roll the dice and tell us the plot. Oh, see what I did there? Because in Vegas, boom, that was great. You're welcome. It was really good. We're not, we're not going to do those type of puns the rest of this time, are we? Oh, we, you damn right we are. I mean, hold that against your it's Vegas, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess kind of like blackjack, I should hit it. Boys, yeah. girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Ocean's Eleven. Danny Ocean, fresh out of jail after bundling his previous uh, swindle 
finds himself ready for a new action game. So he gathers up a bunch of cohorts between him and his good friend, Rusty, Mr. Brad Pitt, gather up a team to pull a heist on three casinos in Las Vegas. Something never been done before. Three people have tried in the past. Only one ever felt air before he was gunned down in the streets. Could this be the time that Vegas gets taken down? Does the house not always win? But what else is Danny Ocean trying to steal? And will it prevent the team from pulling it off? Find out all this and more in Ocean's Eleven. Um, before we get into this one, I just want to bring this up how this is a somewhat of a remake from a 1960 Ocean's Eleven movie, uh, starring members of the Rat Pack of um, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. Imagine he how did- drunk that filming session must have been. Man, I wa- I remember I was not to get, get ahead of here, but I was quite the fan of this movie when it came out, and I remember. I was just extra curious about that because I was like, oh man, this is based off an older movie. I'm going to watch this older one. And man, when I was like, whatever age I was, that was just not cool. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, that movie sucked. <laughs> I was gonna, cause I remember, it was corny. They talked, they talked dumb. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I remember, I think it was like you, you, you're like, yeah, I just watched the original one and it sucked. <laughs> you George know, Clooney's the, Brad Pitt are so much cooler. <laughs> I don't know if this is a fair thing to say, but in the uh, I have the hashtags. I have the original one up, and you know, it's you know, Action County, you know, all that. One of the tag uh, uh, hashtags for the original one is female sexual predator. Uh, Kate, is there any of that in the original <laughs> female you know, sexual predator? I don't. I mean, pro- probably off camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I think the women in that time of era probably were being predatorized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what so, I mean. <laughs> we were talking about off everybody. Have you we watched this plenty of times, but do you guys remember your first time kind of watching this movie? Not even a little. This just feels like a movie I've watched so many times, it's all melded together. Yeah, I can that's... T- you Okay, yeah. Apologies. Yeah, that's kind of where I am at, too. Um, I don't even remember if I saw this in movie theaters. I'm sure. I know I did. That's something I would have done. It's like perfect movie theater time. And this would have been a great movie theater movie. It would have been fun. I remember it was... I thought it was super... I thought everyone was super cool. It was in... It was in my, like... I used to be have actor phases, like, of actors I liked, and that was during a Brad Pitt phase of mine. I remember so that. still to this day, the current time. Yeah, it's about a 20 year long year face I'm dealing it's with. It's a long right con now. to get him in the sack. Got it. Yeah, no, I'll, he's, hey, we, we share a birthday. That's fun. He fact. is single and ready to mingle. As he said on an award yeah. show, he wanted to put his new award up on his like Tinder or whatever. I don't know what the dating apps. Bumble? Jesus. He's doing great. He's, he's doing dad jokes now. That, that That's not good. no but yeah i I liked it i liked it it was always on the late night dvd rotation when i was back in my college age it would always just get like thrown out it wouldn't thrown on in the background and as i'm 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 building my thesis now for my score and i think that's part of it is that this is a spectacular background movie (laughs) 
Yeah, this is this was definitely hardcore on the rotation in those in that era of where yeah. I didn't have cable because you know, <laughs> poor college student yeah. not going to pay the money for cable. Um, I I I remember watching this and uh, I rented it, and I'll be honest, that time when it came when I watched it, I did not like this movie. I. To me, I think it's because of the fact that this time around doing it, like watching the movie, like the first time watching it is one of those movies that we always want. We always have here and there of it was a watch looking like how long is this movie? <laughs> like it felt to me like I, I remember the first time watching this. I'm like, this movie's dragging hard. <laughs> and I think maybe I also uh, didn't get a lot of the jokes, you know, Mm-hmm. more they're more broy jokes and all that stuff but i think just watching it the first time i'm like this movie's like sucks like i just was not enjoying myself the first time watching this movie because i just it was just one of those nights me watching i'm like how long is this movie god it's just taking forever and i watched the and i watched the new batman movie about four times i've had that once in all three hours like, yeah, this movie sucks like not sucks but like damn this is long. yeah man four times that's impressive no for me it's not bad the new batman is like what is like um <laughs> the new batman is like this of it's a good movie just have in the background like i find it on tv i'm like oh let's put it on what where are we at okay i was watching what i'm doing on stuff <laughs> watch the real there make some youtube videos hey uh, guys thanks for following <laughs> Now this movie, it's, I've, I've got a weird relationship with this movie because like I don't love it a ton, and I definitely don't hate it. It's just mm-hmm. like it's very. When it came out, it's I was a, at that point at that age. I was I was definitely a big fan of the like the voiceover while dudes are being cool mm-hmm. kind of thing in movies was cool to me. And there was a lot of movies. Was that 2000, 2001, Right. Yeah. 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 So this was like right after. This was two years after Fight Club, and that's what Fight Club was. It was a just a, a narrator movie with like people being cool over a narration, and this movie was kind of that. So that was sort of that was a trend for about eight or so years there, and I was I, I was into it. There was a few other movies like Snatch was like that. There was kind of there was there was a this was an era of movies where it's like dudes being cool while a voiceover happened and like explaining things as it happened in a tricky sort of time like time structure yeah this is like this is like the time frame of like what you're saying like narration over a movie over a scene or like the camera pans away from something and zooms in on on something else that has like nothing to do with the movie yet but um you know there's people something's happening in the background but we're zoomed in on something else or we cut away Mm -hmm. with a slow pan to something else was it? I think I've, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that was also around that wasn't too far from then that was kind of the same style too I've always been a big well of this one I've never like Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13 are like clear steps below the first one but I'm just a like I love a good heist movie like Ocean's 11 and the Italian job like the Mark Wahlberg Italian job I love those movies they're such mm-hmm. easy turn off your brain and just let them be on type movies that I can enjoy. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to rewatch the Italian job. That, that'd there's be cool. two. There's two because oh, the, the original. Oh God, the I mean, there's the original. Yeah. No, that, yeah. okay. That's not a series. 
Oh, um, we can debate it what, out. What motherfucker? You have a mute button. That added to the punchline there. It was funny. Because he doesn't want to watch right, the original. Rick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, do you guys, have you ever, seen, you ever seen the famous cartoon show Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pickle Rick, right? That's It's hip, buddy. Yes, Pickle please Rick. tell me more about how much you, <laughs> you uh, feel empathy towards the terrible main character. But he, he and how he's just missed. <laughs> he's misunderstood. <laughs> how he's just misunderstood. Even though the own creators of the show have come out and be like, no, he's just a douchebag. You know, it's like really cool to hate on Rick and Morty. Like smart people do it. And it's probably not a great show. But you know what? I fucking love Rick and Morty. <laughs> no, it's a great show. It just has some really yeah. shitty fans. Oh, yeah. And like South Park. And some like shitty creators, too. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I haven't I haven't watched Rick and Morty in years. I've like I was I was deep diving the first one. Now I'm like, eh, I'll get to it when I can get to it. So you're not part of the council of Ricks, Max. huh? Huh? What was that, Keith? Sorry, I, I I I did a reference. It was a good one. So okay. Oh, okay. Can, can we can can we please move on? I can move on. So uh, <laughs> this whole movie, you know, uh, you have the jokesters of. Clooney and Pitt and Matt Damon and stuff. So what they did, uh, they played jokes on uh, a lot on Julia Roberts for this movie. Um, uh, that when the script was sent to Julia Roberts, uh, there was a twenty dollar bill attached to it uh, with a note from George Clooney saying, "I hear you're getting twenty a picture now." Uh, this is a joke because at the time of two thousand one, Julia Roberts is the highest paid actress with twenty million per mix- picture. Haha, <laughs> rich people jokes. Uh, they would do um, wake up uh, morning calls for her at 5 a.m. when she didn't have to be on set till noon. Um, where's another one? Uh, oh, uh, if you watch the movie again, they have her, uh, as it says, and introducing Julia Roberts. And basically, an introducing means it's an actor's first time. And this is a production joke because they thought since she's in her second decade of stardom and she's won an Oscar and all that. So they're like, okay, hey, let's just mess around with this one with her. So we'll do a, an introduction, introducing Julie Roberts as herself or as Tess. Jesus. You know, nothing hot. quite like joking about a woman's age in Hollywood, which is like a, <laughs> you know, a big issue. And we're not. Uh, these Hollywood people are so corny. Oh my God. <laughs> That's fine. They're having fun, you know. I was I was watching some interviews myself too, and there were it was George Clooney was being all cute and charming like he is, and he was like, "Yeah, we'd be shooting, we'd start shooting at seven p.m., we'd wrap up at about three, and then you know we were filming at the casinos, right? So we just go, we'd go have some fun, go get some drinks, and at four o'clock, you know, the party was still going, which at, at least it sounds like he was being kind of coy about it. But it sounds like they were getting all fucked up, which is kind of cool. <laughs> but I mean, it's George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, classic Boston Matt Damon, who I'm sure knows how to throw back a beer or two. Is that Matt Damon like, that like his daughter had to tell him to quit saying the F-slur? <laughs> Probably. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. Was yes, it was. It was either yeah, like my thing is like it's either him or Matt, uh, either him or Ben Affleck. Oh, no, I think it was, it, I think it was, I think it was Damon. Yeah, it was Matt Damon. I, just, I love that story. Like, Dad, you really just got to stop saying that. It's offensive. <laughs> But oh, all bad. he has to do is shrug his shoulders and be like, I'm from Boston. 
And then, you know, Andy Garcia is there. And I, although I don't think Andy Garcia would be drinking, I'm sure he'd just be like railing hookers while doing blows. So <laughs> it'd be cool if Julie Roberts was the biggest dirtbag out of all of them. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a bad thing said about Julie Roberts. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen her as the hot person, though, even though it's like a role she's been asked to play for a long time. I think she is an amazing actor. Oh, yeah, she's 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 awesome. And she's quite charming, but I've never thought she's hot. No, she's There's got the famous, even... she's got I the think... famous smile. And her laugh from Pretty Woman. That's what she, that the moan yeah. uh, most for. Um since this this is a star-studded uh, cast, you have you know uh, people. Uh, you have let's break down the roles for it. You have George Clooney as the ringleader. You have Brad Pitt's character as the second in command. Then you have um, Matt Damon as the like up and comer, right? His, his family, his father in the movie, or is said to be known to be a top like theft himself, but he doesn't want him to have the same name. I think his dad comes up in one of the later movies. Is he like the great fox or something? Don't they, isn't, that, isn't that later? He might be. I think probably the 13. I th- I've never seen 13. I've gone to tw- 12 and that's about it. I've seen them all, but 13 is the one I remember the least. 12 <laughs> is the one that's like an homage to the Italian job where they do it like in Italy, I think. I don't remember 13 like at all. Never seen it. Uh, you have like, <laughs> so I'm just going to say this, get the, uh, the Elliot gold is Ruben Tishkoff. He's the guy that is, he's the money guy. He's the guy that like does nothing for the whole role. He's the one that goes <laughs> the, he's the one that goes to the boxing event, sits behind them and like does nothing. I like Elliot. Yeah. He was so cool. <laughs> he's the front. He's the one bankrolling the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's the money man. Uh, he's yeah. always he, he, he's. I'll have to look up Elliot Gould movies. He's always he's always awesome, dude. His well, intro to this of just friends. wearing that like weird thing by the pool, with like <laughs> yeah. his shirt open and his badass oh, like Jewish chain. Yeah, because he, he, he was in Friends. He was in the Mash movie and other stuff. Uh, you have Carl Reiner as he's the uh, supposed to be the rich other rich person. You have no, Don. He's just Ch- the old guy. I don't think he's rich. No, no, no. He's he's supposed to be the rich guy. Like he's the one with the dime. Oh, he's, he's playing the, the rich guy. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you he's have, like a rich Russian oligarchy yeah, guy. I think so. Yeah. Playing? But he's Saul. Who's Saul? Uh, you have uh, Shabu Quick Kin, the amazing Yen. He's the he, the gymnast. The uh, the uh, the little Chinese guy. Yeah, the one that's <laughs> going to fit uh, get in. You have Don Cheadle as the guy that will blow stuff up. You have Eddie Jimson as the uh, tech guy. Which do, the, do you think, do you, do you huh? think Don Cheadle is doing method acting with that accent? He went to London. <laughs> he went to London <laughs> to figure out their uh, roles. Uh, you have uh, the Bellagio, which is the uh, the casino that they're going to be uh, robbing. Actually, let well, them the Bellagio, the Mirage. Yeah. Fuck, what was the third one? Well, they only robbed one. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the and the MGM. The MGM. MGM. They were they're robbing rob- all three because yeah. they're connect the bank, the vault. Yeah. 
because yeah. they're all owned oh, by the okay. same person. The vault, okay. everything goes to that vault. Oh, okay. So the Robin all three, uh, the Bellagio let the crew hack into their security system to get real footage so they can just tap into it. The Bellagio also blocked people off. So they would have to, uh, example, the high rollers were still have to park in the simple where the really common man would. <laughs> so they don't get like the special parking. Like, yeah, we're filming here. So you guys got to park over here. Uh, then you have, uh, we have uh, George Clooney uh, and Casey Affleck and Scott Connor, the t- the twins, who get so many roles in this movie. I'm surprised no one on security would be like, "Hey, aren't those these guys?" Wait, because they're like they're waiters, the security guys, they're uh, the balloon guy and a red like the the I think redneck character. So there's like they're playing like three to four different roles in this movie, and it's, it's like no one were like, "Hey, aren't you those two? Right, no. you gotta remember from like a security guard point of view, all of the faces you would see during the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt wanted to be different, so every time Brad Pitt's on scene, he on um, uh, he's eating something. Yep, I remember I noticed that when I was younger. Uh, the I scene of so smart. The scene of him and Matt Damon following Julia Roberts as she's, and when she comes down the stairs and he's eating shrimp. Uh, I don't know why, but they had to take that shoot that role multiple times, and he had to consume about forty shrimp. Oh no! <laughs> Do <Deal. laughs> that's rough. No, I, uh, I like you. Kind of touched on a little bit some of the production stuff there. I, I, I appreciated all the effort they put into like getting into those casinos and actually shooting them. Like it made the movie look really cool. Like just the it made me want to like go to Las Vegas. <laughs> like it, it made it look really fun there, and like the just visually it was neat. Just like while walking through the casino and the cool lighting. Soderbergh has a very specific like lighting style, it seems. I think it carries on to the other movies. I'm not sure, but he's got a cool visual flair. Uh, Soderbergh used a 45 degree shutter effect for flashback scenes. Yeah. It causes the film to be exposed to light for less time than usual and results in more of a choppy feel. I'm kind of surprised because it didn't, at least to me, because I watched this off of HBO Max. The movie didn't feel up-resed at all. It felt kind of grainy, which was kind of surprising that this movie hasn't gotten up-resing. Yeah, it's that weird thing of, like, I was talking about earlier about, like, the Batman. I, uh, if it's on TV, it's, I'm on the high-def channels, but it's not high-def. It's the black bars on each side. And that's what we got for this one on HBO Max, too, of, like, this should be H- as best quality as possible. And Oh, it was it was in like four three like yeah on, oh crazy that's interesting it was four three for you it wasn't four three for me do you mean sixteen or eight sixteen sixteen by eight yeah yeah well, I have the bars black on bars top on top and bottom. and bottom yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay I I thought you meant yeah. it looked like the Snyder cut no no I wish <laughs> okay. I yeah. probably could have made it that way but if only <laughs> uh, also uh, twenty five to thirty percent of the Bellagio Casino was used by the production at any given Sweet. time that's amazing. I remember I went there. I watched that. I watched that fountain show in real life, IRL, and that that, that was pretty exciting. I'm a I, never, brag. I never went into the Bellagio. When did you go to Vegas? Was it 18? Yeah, you went a couple 19? years ago. Oh, so you didn't even get to go when it was a fun time to go to Vegas? No, it was pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was pre. Yeah. Oh, you mean I, 2018 or 19? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying you were 18. Or oh 19. no, no, the year. 
no i i tore it up <laughs> oh i remember the stories keith so yeah it's... yeah i was i was hung over with a bloody mary looking at dolphins at one point. <laughs> that sounds like you had a hangover episode yeah. that's what i'm talking about brother uh some of the Here's some of the actors that they thought of bringing in and see if you guys will. Uh, Jesus, there's more actors <laughs> that they thought of and who were going to be in it, but they dropped out. Um, John Travolta. Uh, they thought of Johnny Depp as to be the Matt Damon character. That might have been that would have been weird. They had they had Luke and Owen Wilson as the twins, but they had to drop out because they went to the royal. They went they were committed to the royal Tannenbaums. Uh, oh, that would have been awesome. Casey Affleck a bit problematic, but I like him. <laughs> uh, Mike Mike Myers, Bruce Willis, Ewan McGregor, Alan Arkin, and Ralph Fiennes were all considered for roles, but they all dropped Rafe. out. Rafe, Rafe Fiennes. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. Fiennes. I'm going to call him Ralph. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was also considered for the Matt Damon role, but he left for another movie. And does anybody want to take a guess on what movie he didn't? He went to go do instead in 2001? Oh, does it have uh, Does it have Mini Coopers in it? Uh no, it has um I'll give it away. It has apes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a planet full of them. There's a planet full of apes that uh one Mark Wahlberg did instead of you know um I wish that was a series because I would love to go and revisit the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. That'd be fascinating. Because I, I remember I remember I liked it because I was in my Mark Wahlberg phase. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fear baby. Oh yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Man. Um. Uh. The. Uh. But yeah, there's a lot of actors that they thought of trying to be using here. Um. But like, I'm with you, Keith, about this movie. Like, one one of the cool things I like it. It felt 2001 for me, and that way of like the way it was shot and how it's just be, um, how, for me this time around, it's how of of a fluid pace this movie was there wasn't no dull time for me um you know i was just watching this movie and i'm like like the very first scene when they show george clooney and he's talking to the uh people trying to see if he can get released i'm like this felt like a reshoot because uh, george clooney looks like 10 pounds heavier than what he did does later on the movie uh, i'm wondering when they shot that in the filming process because that's that's that opening sequence of them asking him like why he should be um, whatever let out of prison. It was yeah. yeah, that was such a like I'm I'm gonna keep bringing up the like ninety nine to two thousand five trend of like quick camera movements and like cool over like monologues and overdubs, and that that was such a that was such like a, a scene of the time like that. <laughs> it was very that was very like. Uh, that was a very early 2000s cool guy moment in a movie. And especially on a black drop that's like super blue and gray, which yeah. like they love their blues and their grays during that time period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was uh, still a great scene, though. Also kind of messed up that they were trying to use situations that he wasn't convicted of to try and like hold <laughs> against him to keep him from being released from prison. He's like, bitch, I didn't get convicted for those. Why are you bringing that up? No, George, I would <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Has George Clooney had a hit in a while? Because I, uh, I, I, I was uh, going to well, forget. He did that so one about he did, space. So Batman, so Batman and Robin came out in '97. So from <laughs> from '97, I think to he was asking most more recently. Oh, recently, no, no, uh, Batman no, and Robin. <laughs> Batman and Robin. 
No, that um, was that movie with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, the space Orbit. one, right? It's Gravity. I, Gravity. I hated that movie, but people like it. I've never it. It seen like, it. Won a fucking Oscar. And I thought he was it in the. Ass. He was in the. Uh, <laughs> George Clooney was in the 2015 supposed to be a high praise movie of Tomorrowland, but that bombed like no tomorrow. Oh, he was in a. He did the Caesar. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. That was yeah. a, that. That was kind of a big deal because it was Coen Brothers. Wait, was he not in the weird what? space movie? It's Gravity. With, oh, yeah. that, God, that was in 2013? Fuck, I'm yeah. old. Jesus. That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> what the that's fuck? Why, that's why I'm sticking with uh, Batman and Robin. Also, what the fuck is Grizzly 2 Revenge? I would uh, like to see it. That, that implies there's a one. <laughs> it's called Gr- What? All hell no, breaks loose from the I don't think he's in this movie. Oh, I, this was a movie that was filmed a long time ago when they were young, and the oh. footage got found and released recently. That's right. This movie was like super fucking old and never got released, and someone found it and re- like cut it up all, and released it. All hell I don't think there is a grizzly one. <laughs> when a giant grizzly re- uh, reacting to a slaughter of grizzly po- by poachers attack a massive big band rock concert. In the national park, what <laughs> it has Laura Dean, Charlie Sheen, and George Clooney. Man, okay, I I gotta watch that one. That sounds too good. It's on yep. Prime. It's oh. on Prime. Okay, thank God. Oh, there is a grizzly one. <laughs> there what? So this film was apparently filmed mostly in Budapest, Hungary, in 1983. <laughs> Uh, grizzly one is an, about an 18 foot tall grizzly bear that terrorizes a state park, leaving up to the park ranger to save the day. God, these bears are assholes. <laughs> but no, anyways, where I was going with that is that I always kind of forget how like pretty cool and talented and charming George Clooney is until you know, like watch a George Clooney movie. He's good. Well, George Clooney, he he he's living off those coffee commercials. That he's just like uh, he—he's a spokesman for like a, co- a coffee maker. That's right. And, a co- and he's just like that's all he does. Doesn't he have a vodka? They all have a vodka. I, on my assumption is yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sorry, I'm this... deep into Grizzly Two Revenge tri- uh, <laughs> yeah. trivia yeah. now. Sorry, yeah. Let's backtrack again here. Okay, just listen to this one last quip, and then we can move on. The day after George Clooney. Laura Dern and Charlie Sheen arrived in Hungary to start filming. Laura producer Dern. Joe Proctor told fellow producer Susan Nagy that there was no more money to make the film. He took off an hour later, leaving 300 people on set. Nagy oh, kept yeah. this to herself, desperately looking for any way to keep the mo- film moving forward. Luckily, a Japanese shadow investor showed up and put up enough money to continue filming. Hell yeah, shadow investor, baby. I might watch this fucking tonight. uh... oh my god charlie sheen turned down the lead role in the karate kid to be in this film it tells me it's got a good script it's it's got it's got good bones (laughs) awesome just awesome that's so cool (laughs) fucking awesome Uh, okay we're restarting the steal (laughs) <laughs> yes we are you're gonna go steal grizzly too yeah we're gonna we're gonna do it i want the clooney cut i think that's just the cut of the movie he's in the movie all right 
No, we just want we just want the hard edition of uh <laughs> yeah of it. Dang it. Oh, also back to Ocean's Eleven. I'm gonna get this thing back on track here. There we go. So, Thank you, Keith. One of us has to. Yeah, so I had to I was I was talking pre-pod about uh my lack of notes while I was watching this movie because I've seen it kind of a bunch of times. But I forgot. I I I, I can't think if if movies still do it or not, but Back in the early 2000s, PG-13 movies were always really like silly and extra with the one fuck they're allowed to use. Mm -hmm. And this movie had that too. And like, I feel like every PG-13 movie from a certain time was like super proud of the one fuck they get to use. And this movie like used it a big silly moment in in the safe. Oh yeah, where the fuck have you guys been? Yeah. They gotta use it one time. It's, you know, and it's that funny thing too. I think like it throws people off sometimes when they when they say fuck in like a PG thirteen movie. Like, wait, what? Like, where'd that come from? Was it needed? You can't say that. Well, the famous one I always think of is The Perfect Storm, also a George Clooney movie, when he just screams, "Get the fuck off my boat" or whatever, and it's just like this big. It's just like this big. It's like the peak of the movie. <laughs> That's where they slip in there, like one little like fourth wall break fuck moment. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'll just go back to your perspective. It's like the the Batman. It's just like Happy fucking crit, uh, Halloween. Like oh yeah, they did, did do you, it there do too. Do you really need to say that? Like there's no need for fuck. <laughs> happy fucking Halloween. <laughs> uh, favorite stuff about this movie? Any favorite scenes? <sighs> um, I'll go. I got one. The whole I, I really enjoyed the like back the like back quarter like the, the end of twenty five percent of the movie like when they reveal the plan. That was a cool voiceover and like oh they always had it all along and they show uh they like they show him slipping the phone into Julie Roberts pocket. I thought that was a cool part. I, that, that whole like the, the unraveling I thought went well. Like of, the of scene the where the guy who's beating up Danny Ocean and he goes, God damn it. What I, I forget what the guy yeah. who's supposed to be like, up's name yeah. is. He's just like, not yet. And that scene to me is so fucking funny. Sorry, Danny. I forgot. Yeah, that's a good classic bit of the like, not and yet. Then don't, just don't hit me yet. The line after, how's your girlfriend or how's your wife doing? Yeah. Oh, she's pregnant again. <laughs> that's like one of the things about these movies. It's like they're always good the first time, or, you know, mm-hmm. better because you don't know when the twist <laughs> is going to happen. But like in this movie, you're like, okay, this part, this guy probably knows what's going to happen. This guy. Remember, like you're trying. I, me, I was trying to remember, like who did what, who, who knew, and like the scene where you just talked about, like I honestly forgot about. I'm like, oh yeah, he knew about it. Like, yeah. So was was Julia Roberts in on it when he went and interrupted the dinner? No, she no. wasn't in on it till the end. She didn't the know scene. anything till she went to. Oh, actually, she didn't know anything ever. She didn't know anything my... until the guy, uh, the tech guy, called her and told her watch the video. Yeah. That's right. Because I remember, I for some reason, that's what I remembered from when I was younger watching it, is that she was kind of in on it. But I guess I was wrong. And because I kept on watching, trying to find a point where she like winked at, she, like, winked at him or something. Nope, that's not. Yeah. It's just, she's... I will say, they do a really poor job with Julie Roberts' character. <laughs> it's like, hey, my husband was a piece of shit and lied to me about being a giant thief. But now he's proven that the new guy I'm with is a piece of shit. So I guess I'll go back to him because he truly loves me. 
She kind of was just a trophy. <laughs> well, like Andy Garcia is the villain, you know, the bad guy in this movie. And he's like a complete ass of the fact yeah. of like, you know, hey, um, uh, uh, like, hey, you know, no kissing. Like, why not? Well, no kissing. You know, people are watching. Like, I like. Well, is, I mean, to be he's fair, trying if to I keep his... an establishment, I probably wouldn't be Frenching my wife in front of people. <laughs> well, they were by themselves. They're in the museum. But they weren't by, by themselves. They're in he... his establishment and everyone is watching at any time. Maybe Julia Roberts is kind of evil in this because like he is so clearly a monster and like kills people like expli- like not quietly. <laughs> he's pretty explicitly as like murders people and like beats people up and terrorizes people and she's like yeah i like this guy <laughs> not just murders people keith but ruins also their families after that's he's right. murdered that's those right people. and he's not like sneaky about it <laughs> no he's very like i am a i am a diabolical business rich person maybe that's why i assumed that she was in on it because he sucks you're so trying much to make that... her a better character than yeah because she, she just yeah she was useless <laughs> Yeah, she and for me, yeah, uh, Julie Roberts was like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm a big name star. Here I am. Yeah, I'm hot, even uh. though I, I'm kind of not." <laughs> um, I'm gonna go it, on fake movie experts Twitter and just go bomb Julia Roberts for Twitter and telling her she's not hot. Please, <laughs> please do. don't do that. Please do. This bomber. <laughs> We'll have our legion attack her. <laughs> so Booble, <laughs> Booble, go get Julie Roberts. He wouldn't mind. He uh, he doesn't like her at all. So. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> Bring me the still beating heart of Julia Roberts on a silver platter. Bring it to my home address. <laughs> Kalima, <laughs> Kalima. God, I can't wait till we do those movies. Though I don't look forward to the last one. That's the only one I'm looking You gotta wait. To. There's another one coming. So, yep, we should just wait God, for the God, new can, one. Can Harrison Ford just retire, please, and stop not acting in movies? No, it's impossible. That's uh, impossible. It's true. It's all true. God, don't your feelings, Luke. You know it'd be true. There's a little Force Awakens reference for the for the gang. <laughs> I will murder you. One of the better one of the better movies, right, Keith? One of the better Absolutely. movies. Absolutely. Better than Empire. Don't yeah, pro- pro- probably number three on my list, frankly. Yeah. I, yeah. I will rip out your still beating hearts and feed them to you on a silver platter. Keith, let me guess. Phantom Menace, Clone Wars. No. Um, Ro- it goes Rogue One, Episode 4 of Boba Fett. <laughs> then fucking Force Awakens. First of all, I'm not going to take this blasphemous take that Rogue One isn't a really good movie. Like to break the wall real quick. Rogue One fucking slaps. It was yeah, it was fine. It was probably the better. It's better than Solo. <laughs> I like Solo again, a heist movie, but in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I'm going Solo. Going Solo. Thanks, Jason. D. Jason Derillo. <laughs> uh, I love the is I. Do you guys think that everybody did their part right? Like a like enough screen time for everybody in that way. Like yeah, Bernie Mac who is big but not as big as he'll get in like another year. God, but it's he like stole every scene he was in. Bernie Mac is such like 
Yeah, he was good. He's so good. He's such a fantastic actor. He improvised a lot of his stuff, especially the one of what do you want me to do? Get up and dance for you on the when he's being uh God, that whole interrogated. bit that Damon was so good. Stupid cracker. What did you say? <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I think he did great in that. Uh and it's like that crazy thing of the fact that you have a ensemble of big name actors. And they all get a fair amount of time. They all got screen. like everyone got to shine. Like everyone had their moments in the movie where they were like so good at what they were doing. Because like the tech guy, like he gets the scene of him going into the Bellagio security system. You know, he has the his map written on his sweaty hand, wipes it off, and then you think he's gonna get caught. He's like, hey, you dropped your, you know. That was a fucking portable television. God, you fucking remember those things? Oh man, slightly. The technology was fun in this movie. I, 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 I. That's from all the way back to the what parts that I like in this movie. I like the goofy old technology. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about it. Two thousand one, cell phones weren't like really a thing yet. Like that no, was were... like the beginning of cell phones, but the tail end of like pagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, you know, some of the things I liked from this movie is like the scene of them getting the pincher, the pinch, the device, and like Matt Damon can't stand the twins oh, who the- argue like the entire time and then they go in the house like, where the hell is the Linus? When I say stay in the van, you stay in the van, you know, it's just like, that was pretty, that's funny this time around. And just the part where Don Cheadle's setting off the EMP and he's like, Standing there and he like covers his balls because he doesn't really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Improvised. <laughs> I like the scene of him uh, uh, watching the casino blow up and it's like behind him. <laughs> that was, that's, I'll it's be like, honest. The accent was a piece of shit, but John Cheadle was fucking, I mean, I love Don Cheadle in, oh, he's, in yeah, general. He's, he's such an insanely good actor. He mm-hmm. was so good in this movie, even with that shit accent. Like the introduction to him, where he blows open a safe and goes to step into it, and the alarm goes off because someone else fucked up. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. Uh Soderbergh, one of the actors to hang out on set to make sure that they had good chemistry. So during downtime, the cast would often just uh hang out and crowd around Carl Reiner, listen to his stories. Uh the story- got so there, there was probably a lot of drinking. Uh, the cast had gambled during off hours. While there is a disagreement between who won and the most, uh, George Clooney says Matt Damon won, but Damon says Brad Pitt won. Clooney did, though, manage to lose 25 hands of blackjack in a row. <laughs> Jesus, that's either running extremely poor or not knowing how to play your odds very well. He was wasted. <laughs> I like. My goal in life, but I think—that's my thing. My goal in life was to go to Vegas and play blackjack, but stay on whatever. And I just know, you know, I gotta do that (laughs) at like three a.m. That when there's no one there, just me and the (laughs) dealer. You are uh, grossly misunderstanding how Vegas works. Three a.m. is when it'd be completely full. 
Got you got to go at like eight in the morning. Well, and got it would it. go really funny because the dealer would just be like, "Hey, you should like you probably like you should probably hit." <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 I'll stay. It's the other people at the table who would that's why potentially you do murder it. you for yeah. fucking up their uh, their hits. That's why. I, <laughs> that's why I got to try and do it when there's just me and another person. Yeah, no, that I may cool. or may not know, and just uh, do so I'll, uh, I'll I'll drive you whatever eight or ten hours it takes to get to Vegas, and we'll do it. Let's do it. We can we can go to a Limp Biscuit concert. Oof. It's eight hours from here to Reno, so I think it's ten then probably to Vegas. We'll yeah, make it in eight. I mean, also we have a flight directly from here to Vegas now. Yeah, we'll make it in eight. It ain't that expensive. Yeah, ain't that. Yeah, <laughs> it's on. Southwest. You get to fly the not <laughs> well, so yeah, leisurely we, skies of. Pick we have seat. to drive Southwest, so it's fine. No, that's spirit where you have to fly your own planes. No, I going back to the heist genre part of this movie. It was it, it, it's always fun watching a genre movie. This is definitely a genre movie, but I feel like we got a Fast and Furious got a lot. Like the tail end, the back, the back six movies or so of Fast and Furious got a lot from Oceans, I think. Oh, uh, like uh oh, I mean, like, or something or yeah, they like oh they're like the the double double cross, the plan, like the we gotta steal the big thing and it looks like they're gonna fail oh no but there was always a plan in place or something because like, yeah like this one here yeah like one of the twists is like oh george clooney character uh danny ocean's not gonna be in the highest because he's too involved because it's, he's trying to steal the money and also trying to steal tests from uh, julia roberts character from uh andy garcia's character so that you know they have to throw that twist in of him not being part of the the scene but then legitimately the next scene we see him he's like in the casino it's like oh he's still part of the yeah like he's still up to something yeah that part didn't that like the first time you see the movie you think oh danny's gone rogue (laughs) we're gonna say he hadn't gone rogue it was all part of the plan oh i was i wasn't gonna say anything it was just yeah it's all part of the plan that was like the it was like a, a was it like a double it was like a part of the plan within the plan was to trick people into thinking he was well, too involved or something. It was really just a fuck with Matt Damon. It was just a joke on Matt Damon's character. Cause he's like, <laughs> it was new guy hazing. It's like, but wh- why'd you guys do that? Like I, God, yeah, there's literally like told me. And I guess it's 2000. Does, does $160 million just like not seem like a ton of money. No, when you hear yeah. stealing thirteen million, you're kind of like, didn't Crypto Bros make that like five minutes ago? Yeah. One hundred, one hundred and sixty million divided by uh, eleven people is fourteen point five million each. But then you think about the money they had used to pay people off; it turned into like thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I, with thirteen million dollars, I could retire probably eight times or something. <laughs> but still. Compared to nowadays, they'd, they'd be still I mean, more. I guess, I mean, we're somewhere in the realm where about every decade, decade to a decade and a half, we're making a million dollars over the years. So, like, we're getting in that realm where, like, it sounds <laughs> like, and like, if you saw a fucking eight digits sitting in your bank account, you'd probably be pretty happy. Oh, yeah. I'd be, uh, I'd, I'd be, yeah. I'd well, buy Keith, some. Uh, I'd buy Keith, some new toys. I would say me and Keith talked about this, but like if Keith's like, oh, I would, I would quit after like well, only seven million. I'm like, you're fucking crazy, or like four million. I'm like, no. You need, if you, you invested need... it correctly, like it could go a long ways. 
But if you were crazy, you could blow through that money pretty quickly and pretty easily. Well, Keith, it's crazy. So uh, I think <laughs> oh, Keith would blow it in a fucking like two month span, mostly on hookers and blow. No, I'd buy a I'd, I'd buy a new sensible vehicle. You buy you buy like three. <laughs> you buy three sensible. You know. First of all, Keith, you wouldn't buy anything sensible. You literally have a plan to buy the souped up version of a vehicle our friends own right now. Simply to own a better vehicle than them. Despite them. Yeah, it's a good plan. <laughs> it's a fantastic plan, sir. They won't even feel the spite. They won't give a shit, but I'll feel it and I'll be happy. <laughs> you'll be let's be honest, they'll feel good for you because you just bought yourself a car and you'll be like, fuckers, I got them. Yeah. Just Fucking got them. <laughs> uh the scene when Brad Pitt pays uh plays the doctor. Um the wig that he's using wig. Was- was a Mike Myers rehearsal wig for Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. Amazing. But also that fucking wig sitting on his head was so fucking dumb looking. Did somebody call for a doctor? (laughs) And then it's goddamn overacting as the doctor. We lost him. We lost him. Um, I did like the I did like the scene of the beginning where we talked about the five like five cw up and coming trying to learn how to play poker by brad pitt's character and just like them like oh we got nothing to lose just put all the money on just showing them how to play uh and just you know what there's i like the idea the fact that they're also like teaching the 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 viewers like well if this guy puts in this amount of money on the first hand like first go around he's bluffing or he (laughs) thinks he you know just I'll put 55,000 chips down right now. It's like, well, you're bluffing there, right? And then we'll find out. All reds, baby. Fucking Topher Grace. Always a, a fucking loser. <laughs> All reds. That's that how I you where Topher and Brad Pitt were walking in. He was like, listen, my money manager just like really needs me to pay you in a check. And Brad Pitt's just like, excuse me? <laughs> okay, cash it is. Cash it is. Uh, Bill Murray was supposed to play a loud singer in this movie, but uh, had a drop because of the Royal Tannenbaums. Oh, that would have been a good scene, I bet. Although I don't really know where you would have fit that in. Like, I thought this movie personally was a tight 90. Like, it flew through for me. But I don't think you could have gone much longer. Yeah, like, the ending scene was weird. Like, you would think, because the ending scene is them set, standing in front of the fountain and water, and like, well, one of the ending scenes is them in the in front of the fountains and stuff. And you're like, huh, that's it. There's no um, joyous, you know, joyous, uh, um, you know, group, group gathering. Like, we did it. We did it. There's like none of that. It's just them. Uh, George Clooney's character no, gets arrested. Um, then they do this shot in front of the thing, which they that was their last shot of the movie they filmed. Like that's the last thing. And then the last of it, it's uh three to six months later, George Clooney getting out. It's that's how heist movies are though. You just gotta part ways. You can't be seen together anymore for a while. That was a nice touch in the story. I thought of him going to back to prison for a little bit. I thought that was kind of fun. All part, part of the plan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, he was just always going to do that. It's kind of cool. But um, I do wonder if that was a part of the plan. He's like, God, Andy Garcia is a dick. I didn't think he'd call the cops on me. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. Yeah, he could have just not. <laughs> but as far as the tight 90 goes, I think as far as like in a rewatch capacity, I, there was a, it, it, it dragged on a couple moments. 
for me, but I think just looking at it as a movie, it does, it flows nice. It, it keeps bopping along, bopping along just for like, for me in my situation watching, cause I used to watch it quite a lot when I was younger. It, it like, it, it, dra- it dragged a little bit. There was like a, a bit in the middle when they like kind of had that awkward transition from creating the plan to executing the plan. That, that part dragged a little bit for me when it was like going from planning to doing. Yeah, but I still think that's mainly just because of having seen it so much. My original oh, yeah. like memory of this movie was like it, that it gets through it pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm with Keith kind of for this one. It was, you know, hour 56. At some points, it did feel like a tight 90, but also at points, it's just like, all right, come on, move along. We know what we're getting ourselves into. Um, come on. Uh, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed it this time around. Um, the idea of, you know, I'm with you guys of the fact that a heist movie, it's always fun to watch. I've definitely changed. Because right. like younger me would have preferred um, the Italian job to this one because it had the better action. But now in my older years, I just like like solid dialogue and just watching people act off of each other. Or as in to date this a little bit, Oscar Isaac's case, have beloved watching Oscar Isaac act off of himself. <laughs> I think um, I, I, I think I would still stick with um, Italian job for myself. For the, that's just because you're a big Mark Wahlberg. You damn right I am. That's twenty guy. years going, brother. Fear, fear him. Fear. Yeah, yeah fear. Word. <laughs> <laughs> but like just watching Clooney and Pitt just like quip back and forth for like two hours. I'll fucking watch that every time. Yeah, that's that's what's I think. Yeah, because this this movie has movie stars in it. Like some I complain about. Uh, on are you telling me Mark Wahlberg's not? <laughs> well, no. Hold on. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's also a movie star. I'll clear that up. But it's it's nice to see, like. I feel like there's not like there's no such thing as a George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Mark Wahlberg and Julie Roberts as much anymore in movies, just because of like the pr- proliferation of. The mix between streaming and theaters is becoming more hazy. So like movie Yeah, there's stars. not like you get people like Thor being in some weird like Netflix movie or like Will Smith did a Netflix movie. But like those still don't really feel like movies. No, they're not movies in my mind. Yeah. Like <laughs> um that I think one one of the Will Smith movies, um the one with like the cre- like the creatures and stuff like not the al- like they're not aliens but you know the yeah it's like huh? no it's no after Earth I know which one you're talking about it's like yeah. where it's like a fantasy world where yes. humans and like orcs and stuff just kind of yeah. live oh, together. That movie. Okay, that was a movie. <laughs> so they were they were going to have a sequel to that, but. The slap heard around the world has uh, basically canceled that movie. Dude, can yeah, we get over so that stupid. stupid fucking slap? Like, who gives a shit? Chris Rock said something shitty. Will Smith overreacted because his wife's kind of a crazy bitch. <laughs> I've never and, cared uh, about something they, so little. <laughs> and you can feel bad for Martin Lawrence as they postponed um, no, Bad Boys 4. No. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah, they're postponing that until... I mean, what? They'll postpone it six months to when everyone remembers Will Smith's fucking awesome and we won't care anymore? That's right. Will Smith probably is one of the remaining movie stars. Like, he's a movie star. I mean, the problem with Will Smith, though, is that he's, like, low-key that Tom Cruise shit. 
Uh, Scientologist. Well, as long as but that might be, well, be because Cruise, of his batshit crazy wife. Like Tom Cruise is able to pull it off. Tom Cruise fucking rules. <laughs> Dude, and the new Top Gun's supposed to be awesome. Oh, I'm yeah. I listened what? Anyways. <laughs> well, you and I, Keith, will go hold dicks and watch Top Gun. Oh man. There's a new check out the new Lady Gaga song that they put out from the soundtrack. Is it anything like Danger Zone? It's Lady Gaga making they, the new if, Danger Zone. I swear to God, if they, if they should have changed Top Gun to instead of Maverick to enter the Danger Zone. No, Come on, actually, that's the Lady Gaga song. It's closer in vibe to that. Like, take, take my, my breath, breath away. away. Oh. It's a little more ballady. Oh, that's damn. another great scene of Blues and uh, Grays after he makes love to her. Oh, just feeding grapes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Joe, you better get on board with Top Gun because I'm going to pick that series at some point. And we can have sweet, sweet <sighs> masturbatory sessions to a bunch didn't, of very hot, oily dudes playing volleyball. Didn't Tom Cruise, like, he, he's so crazy. Didn't he, like, literally fly the F-18s or something in this new In one? the new one, yes. Yeah. He didn't fly them. He was. He wanted to. A, he wanted to. He was in a two-seater in the back. But he, he flew tried the to simulator, convince them like, to let him fly one. So cool. Yeah. He like, but he there's no CG. To... Like, I think the explosions are CG, but all the jet flying is like legit. Yeah. Like he wanted to fly, and they're like, "Let me just fly the simulator crap." And they're like, "No, you can, uh, you can sit in the back and stuff." Uh, like, for this one... thing about if they were going to make the movie is it had to be practical. Yeah. Uh, like these are one of those things that like it's that crazy thing of like how funny people are. Like Clooney, Pitt, and Damon, they're funny. But like, they're not really in those type of comedy type movies, you know. Like, for, I'm trying to think of a comedy movie that, um, like Brad Pitt's in. You know, to me, Mister and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Clooney did Brother Where Art Thou? Isn't that mainly a comedy? Mm, yeah, it's like comedy ish. It's a dramedy. <laughs> Like, but like they oh. do dramedies or they do the dry humor ones, like George Clooney doing all the, I think, Coen Brothers stuff, right? Yeah. Well, and this, so like, like Ocean's Eleven, that's kind of the start of a little bit of the like, it's like sort of the start of the like, Avengers Whedon talk a little bit. Like, there's a lot of just like, like ribbing each other, and, like kind of quipping. Quip, there's, there's a lot of quipping. That, yeah. yeah. Quips. Oh, okay. That reminds me of one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Is when they're getting the cast, the crew together, and they cut to them in the bar, and Brad Pitt's just like laying on the bar, just overwhelmed by what they're trying to pull off. And Clooney's just like, 10, 10's a good number. We're good here, right? Yeah. Brad Pitt says one? nothing. Do we need so another one? You, another one. You think we need another one? <laughs> you think we need another one? We'll get another one. Like that oh, whole scene where yeah. Pitt says nothing was just so fucking funny. And so Soderbergh had that one shot where he like put the camera up on top of the vehicle they were driving in. It was just, it was really quick. It was when Brad Pitt and George Clooney were driving together and the camera was in this wacky spot and it was just fo- like following the vehicle around. It was at the start of the, it was towards the start. Anyways, yeah, there's some cool shots in this movie. Uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney will be in a John Watts uh, movie down the line. Uh, John Watts is the director of the Spider-Man movies most recently, but he also dropped out of the Fantastic Four movie. So he... Uh, that's probably bounced just on fine. that. <laughs> but he'll be back in the Marvel universe down the line if he decides to. But um anything you guys didn't like about this movie? 
for me personally, not really. I, I mean, outside of the fact that Julia Roberts' character is so shallow, but again, this is just like a time period where if it's not a movie made for women, the women characters were just written like extremely shallow, unfortunately. But outside of the terrible women writing, which just happens to be a thing from the 60s to the early 2020s, no, I find this movie quite enjoyable. No, if you're in if you're in the mood for some like movie star ass movie stuff and some like just a heist like if you're in the mood for a genre movie with movie stars in it then it's perfect. I mean it's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect? Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I watch reels as an old man get over it. <laughs> I uh, I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of other movies prior to this. Maybe you guys can help out. That are the like nowadays, like a ton of actors doing one movie together. Like you know, a mega cast. Like a mega cast. You know, so exclude ensemble. exclude the Marvel movies and stuff because that's just gonna be a constant for a while. But it's like a movie itself. A big like a big group of actors. Like, all right, we're gonna put, you know, like look at this movie. Like, 11, 13 actors over in all in all because of Roberts and mm-hmm. uh, Garcia. Well, I mean, like, like big ensemble casts aren't new. I mean, look at the original Ocean's Eleven. That was a bunch of all stars back then. Well, the the original one only had like five. Yeah, I mean, that's still like the big people. Well, that of the day. that is five for the nineteen like. What, mm-hmm. 60s it was but you know 2001 you know you were saying you know uh that the actor you know there's not many actors you know big name actors nowadays that are not part of the marvel universe or will smith um, <laughs> that's it that's that's the only actors that there are that's all we got you know but you diving know, into the imdb look on this thing there's things like the expendables yeah that's a good one uh Django Unchained had a pretty loaded cast. Yeah, I guess Tarantino movies are kind of like Pulp Fiction had like Bruce Willis and Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. And, like the original Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, that's a pretty mega cast when you think about it. Yeah, well, that's true. What was that like, lo- like Love Actually? Didn't didn't that director? Doesn't that director do that? Like kind four of or five. Yeah, like well, like a lot of the movies, like exactly like you know, we can say like The Hangover. You had like all the big names for The Hangover, but like, that's like three to four people. Mm-hmm. This yeah, had, but like, eleven. And I wouldn't call those like, like we love all of them, but they're not a stars. Yeah. They're not yeah. like if anyone saw them, like anyone sees Matt Damon, George Clooney, and Brad Pitt. Yeah, those they're are typically going to know. And Julia yeah. Roberts, like they're going to see them and be like, I know who that is. I've touched myself to George Clooney multiple times. Well, that's yeah. humble brag. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm sorry, I blacked multiple. out for a second. That or that or like they're not, you know, um, voice acting movies that have like 30 people in it because yeah, like this new fucking super dog movie or whatever the fuck that is. I just go back to like Lego movie and stuff, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. This, I think this movie was fun. So let's go with the budget, shall we? Want to take a guess for this budget with all these big stars, four being. Big names, one hundred million dollars. Seventy-four, eighty-five million. Damn it, we've split it. <laughs> so that means though. that means I win. 
So the gross for this uh, movie uh, domestically one hundred and eighty three million, internationally two hundred and sixty seven million. So combined worldwide four hundred and fifty million dollars. When was the release date again, Joe? I know you said two thousand one, but I'm trying to December seventh. So this is a post nine eleven movie for you. Been, yes, thanks. Uh, well, I, I'll <laughs> I've been thinking about that this entire record. <laughs> I'll bring it up now for Keith. Uh, the scene, where is it? Um, where are you, piece of doo-doo? Uh, the scene of, there we go, the brief sequence of uh, when um, Don Cheadle's character is watching the hotel implode. Uh, it was originally going to be a New York City hotel and casino being brought down by explosions. However, with the 9-11 attacks, it felt that it was completely inappropriate to have images with two reminiscences of the collapse of the, of the World Trade Centers. So the CG backdrop of a collapsing building was replaced just for the, before the film's theatrical release with a new fictional hotel called the Xanadu. Um, however, what, in the was it Men in Black Two? They had to rewrite the ending because it involved the I World Trade so. Center. Uh, however, also. in <laughs> making of a featurette included on the DVD Blu-ray was made well before the movie was finished, so it actually features the original pre-9/11 version of the sequence showing the and the demolish of the hotel in New York. Oh shit! I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, don't you have the Blu-ray DVD? So go ahead and watch the feature. Show me the New York, New York cut. <laughs> I literally did watch it on Blu-ray. Release the New the, York, New York cut. Towers. It was an 11. Yeah. I'm gonna, okay, we're re, re, restarting the steal. There it is. Give us the 9-11 cut, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's go to the box office, shall we, for December 7th through 9th. Uh, pretty what a uh, weird. A December release for this movie feels so weird. Right, I think it feels the, like it should have been a summer blockbuster. You know what movie was going to come out in about ten days from then was a uh, Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring. There it is. I don't fucking care. I can tell you that you will, the next one you comes will. out in December, <laughs> but the last one comes out in June. So, but for the box office for December some through the ninth, yeah, of this 2001, is a <laughs> uh, coming in number ten in its sixth week with nine hundred twenty-two thousand domestic disturbance. No, John Travolta movie. Of course, John Travolta is in a domestic disturbance movie. <laughs> you leave John. Is it the one I think it is? Yeah, it's it's, it's John Travolta and uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, Vince, Dude, Vince Vaughn has some weird roles in his IMDb page. Vince Vaughn's the stepfather that might abuse the son of. Uh, but, you know, he's the cool bro before then all hell breaks. So there's uh, number nine and it's six week with one million. Uh, Amelia. I think I feel like this is a movie oh, you've I've seen. This is, it's like a foreign oh, flick. Amelie. Amelie. Yeah. And yeah. I, I never like saw French, it. right? There's yeah. a I never Spanish saw it, one. but there's a scene where a bunch of people come. Jesus. Excuse me. I'm looking this it's up. A, going. <laughs> it's a romedy. It's a rom com. Well, I want to see. Jesus, it's got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was, it's supposed to be excellent. But what go on with the, the use do they use use lube? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Amelie flies up into the sky, kind of like Captain Marvel, and just sprays used lube over the entirety of Paris and everyone JOs at the same time. And it's a beautiful moment. 
There's a 10 second montage of people orgasming during sex. I knew it. See? All of them briefly showing different sexual positions. Only one shows shots, uh, shows bare breasts. It's not very graphic, though. No, it's just a bunch of coming. I mean, you can be pretty graphic without being graphic, though. Yeah. Everyone's just nutting all over Paris. Got it. Uh, Number eight in its third week with 1.3 million out cold. Out cold, parentheses, nothing on Paris. There it is. <laughs> out cold. It's the Zach Galifianakis, snowboarding the, movie. the snowboarding it. one. I've, uh, I've seen that movie about 100 times. <laughs> coming in number seven in its fifth week with 2.5, Shallow How, parentheses, oh, nothing you know on what? Paris. It's a good movie. <laughs> out cold has an 8% on Rotten Tomato. It's so good. Uh, coming in at number six in its fifth week, wait, third week with 3.1 million, Black Knight in parentheses, Nutting on Paris. Also, a good Dude, movie. This is some brutal uh, mid range comedies for December 20, 2000. Is this like we had to? So we just went through the tragedy of 9 11 and we're having to suffer through these mid range comedies. Well, they're all, they're all Nutting on Paris. Uh, coming in number hey, five. That's why it's, we have freedom fries instead of French fries back then because we were psychos. So like, we're really nutting on Paris, and we're not eating really? French fries anymore. I think you guys are really. confusing your movies for Paris Hilton's One Night in Paris. Mm, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, coming in number five, and it's third week with four point four million. Spy Game. That movie rocks. Yeah, I was about to say. I think that was good. That's Robert Redford. Uh, yeah. And Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Uh, coming in number four in its third week. Uh, oh, by the spy game, parentheses, nothing on Paris. Uh, number four in its sixth <laughs> week with 6.5 million. Monsters, Inc. Parentheses. Ain't got, got nothing on Paris. <laughs> nothing on Paris. I, I don't know if you should say nothing on Paris to that one, Joe. Disney might come for us. Oh, they're coming, all right. Uh, number uh, on Paris, yeah, on Paris. Coming in at number three, and it's uh, second week with eight million behind enemy lines. Oh, I fucking Ooh, love that original that movie, movie. Does rule. Coming in at number two, and it's fourth week with fourteen million. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry Potter and nothing on Paris. So that means coming in at number one with thirty-eight million dollars. Ocean's Eleven, nothing on Paris. This joke's really good. With <laughs> Go to usedloop.com for that. Uh, let's go with the ratings. IMDb gave this movie a 7.7 7 out of 10. Uh, Ron Tomato, all critics gave this an 83. Top critics an 88. And audience gave it an 80. Keith, do you have a review from the dead man? I do. He's very, he's very alive and just wait. Um, when did Undertaker start doing movie reviews? You've done it now. Wait, uh, what does Undertaker think about this movie? <laughs> it can rest in Paris. <laughs> you can nut on Paris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, the the very alive and kicking Mr. Ebert gave this three out of four stars. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't read through the review before the record. <laughs> You had one job. One job. I know. So I'm going to pick a paragraph and uh, just read it. That's fine. As movie capers go, the specifics in Ocean's Eleven are not necessarily state of the art. I can think of more ingeniously executed plans. 
most recently in The Score. Oh, that was a good movie. But then this is not a movie about suspense, but about suavity. That's a good word. Clooney and Roberts deliberately hey, evoked... <laughs> Clooney and Roberts del- deliberately evoked the elegance of stars like Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman. Garcia is as smooth and groomed and polished and tailored as George Raft. And the movie blessedly ends not with a shootout, but with a complicated plot finesse. I enjoyed it. It didn't shake me up and I wasn't much in- involved, but I liked it as a five-finger exercise. Now it's time for Soderbergh to get back to work. But yeah, he summed it up. I liked it. It was just That's a, a pretty good take. I'll be honest. Yeah, no. Ebert nails it. A bunch of people being yeah. cool, just kind of going through cool motions. There wasn't, it's that weird thing that with it being a heist movie, you would expect a lot more violence, but there wasn't. The only violence there was was the fake SWAT team blowing up themselves in a way to make it look like they're being attacked. Mm-hmm. Hey, there was also watching the third most successful heist in Las Vegas history of the cops just shooting a guy who stole some money down in the streets. Classic cops. <laughs> so, uh, and, and there this... was also that it was pretty violent what happened to Paris too at the end of the movie. God, right. I hate you. Right. Or Kendra Wilkinson. Don't get us started on Kendra. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Don't don't even go in there. You know, don't don't finish up. And I just meal right, Keith. We hey. know what we're talking. Hey, oh. all right. Let's, before we go and glaze them, we we're gonna it's, be it's like we have Paris on the inside, <laughs> basically. But before we glaze them, we're gonna rank them. So we're ranking some stuff here. We're gonna do best heist, best twist, best bros, and MVP. Well, it's pretty easy for this. It's all one, one, one. But who's your MVP of this movie? Danny. For me. He was so he had the plan. He was cool. He was smooth. He got, he, he got beat up. He went to jail for the cause. He took a he took a lot of shit for this one. Yeah, I have to go Clooney. Like Clooney's the one who carries it with his suaveness through most of the movie. Like honorary mention to Brad Pitt's character. Yeah, for always eating. Clooney just like Clooney was basically himself through this movie and it that just works. I'm going pit. So he was all yeah, got he was cool. Him. He was that he was he was everybody. He he knows everybody's names. So we're 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 moving on from ranking. Let's get to, to some glazing. So what's the uh the glaze log? What is it? What are we uh we forgot to oh, talk yeah, about our uh, our recipe for warm chocolate water, warm chocolate drink. Yeah, well, well, I one, mean, that's still so. part of the rankings. Like, but. obviously, this is our most rewatchable of the one movie we've watched. I know, but it, we just had to talk about hot chocolate. It's important. Oh, yeah. It's overall movie, so best movies. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Um, and that's why I love you. Fly me to the moon. It's time to glaze those stars babe will get some rankings going come glaze with me let's come glaze away come glaze away come glaze away uh, with me Uh. the best i could think of of like a show was that type of music so that's what i game with she glaze she also rat pack oh baby Oh, uh, I can't do know the rat pack. I do. Um, Tom Cruise, uh, William nope. Hung, William Hung, nope, Danny DeVito. not one of those. Nope, nope. 
Patrick Swayze. Roadhouse. Maybe. Roadhouse. All right, Keith, where are you glazing them? What's your, what's your ranking? I got to do it high because it's like, it's a genre movie. Like, I didn't necessarily have like a blast watching it, but like, I like the style, the vibes. The vibes were there. The vibes carried it. So I'm going to give it four. Four. Wow. Rick? Uh, I go three and three quarters. Like, it doesn't blow you away. It's a movie that if it's on, I'm going to watch it and enjoy it. But I don't think it's a movie I'll search out to re- to watch. If it's but on TBS it or this, TNT. Yeah, like it's something I'll just be like, oh, I can put that on while I'm gaming. That'll be enjoyable. So, yeah, three and three quarters. I'm with you, Rick, on that. Three and three quarters. Right. Uh, uh, it's enjoyable. I... You know, I'm with Rick of the whole. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, go look for it. It's like I'll be frank here. I'm not excited for these movies, but after watching this one, I'm like, okay, I can stand these. But going into it, I'm like, Ugh. I was excited movie. for this one, and I feel like I got my payoff. Like I super enjoyed watching this. I'm not super excited for the next two because I remember it I, taking I, a pretty I, steep downturn pretty quickly. I want to say I think I enjoy. I I pri- I've. I going into it, this is like my um, hot fuzz and Shaun the Dead thing of like I like the second one more. So like ex- like going into it, I I liked hot fuzz more than watch rewatch them. I'm like no, Shaun the Dead's better. I think twelve is my favorite of them. Well, that's you know seeing it when it came out to now this. Randomly off the top of my head, I think I went th- I went one three two, original with your first trilogy. Whichever one has the Catherine Zeta Jones like hunting the famous heist thief. That's two. I think that's is that two? Two, because Catherine Zeta Jones is in the next one. Oh. I remember that was kind of a fun I, it, story. It's the second one. So don't look into it, Rick, because you're getting spoiled by the ratings. Uh it, it is that one. Uh it's the sequel. Because that's the only one I've seen other than this one. I'm interesting to get back to Oceans 8 and see because that'll be my second viewing for Oceans 8. And I remembered liking it in the theater. I just felt it was too sh- like in this movie. I felt like the cast got like a lot of great time, and we got to really enjoy the members of the cast. I remember not getting that enough in eight, so I'll be interested to see how I feel again once we finish eight. Never seen it, so but uh, what's the overall for them Glazers? That would be three point eight for this movie, tying it with one Beverly Hills Cop one. Nice, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, they are t- they are tied as our, our third best movies on this side of the podcast for 2022 so far. Wait, I needed to hear Keith laugh again. <laughs> God damn it! Who invited Job of the Hunt in here? This guy walks so long. <laughs> Well, you think I wanted to get boarded like that? <laughs> <laughs> Keith, now is like a, he's trying to do like a Yoda, but he's. I've been working but, on this accent for three years. <laughs> you're going to continue working on it, brother. So we're going to move on to this in this franchise as we're going to be going from Ocean's Eleven to Ocean's Twelve next week. Um. Like I said, I think this is my favorite going into it. So 
Um, let's see if it holds up. But speaking of holding up, you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com, where you can find all of our podcasts, all of our blogs, everything that we do for you. You can also find us on all the social medias if uh, Keith checks his, but we're all on that Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram, where you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, baby. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, listen, guys, we got to get the oceans together again and oceans hardening harder, oceans harder now. The hardening. <laughs>